would have to say world peace. Definitely world peace. That's easy. World peace. World peace. What is the one most important thing our society needs? That would be harsher punishment for parole violators, Stan. And world peace. Shut up and three bit more popcorn. Shut up and three bit more popcorn. Waka waka guys, welcome back to another episode of Shut Up and Refill My Popcorn. It's your boy Nicho back at it again to knock out another Sandra Bullock film. <clears throat> this time it's 2005's Miss Congeniality 2. So just sit back, relax, get you something to drink, something to sip on, and uh, come on back to the episode after a word from a sponsor. A sponsor. Not more than one. You know what I mean? Because you, 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 Just come back. Welcome back, everybody. Like I said in the intro, we are going to get into Miss Congeniality 2, Armed and Fabulous. This movie came out in 2005. And um, although this film isn't a, isn't really a bad movie, but compared to the first one, it doesn't, it does not meet the standard the first one did. The first one, oh my God, the concept was original, was funny. It was... Uh, almost like a typical whodunit, you know, at the end we find out it, well, in the first movie it was like Murphy Brown, I call him, I don't know what the lady's name is, but she played Murphy Brown for many years um, this film uh, takes place, I think of maybe a month or two after the events of the first one, I mean, obviously it, it's five years since the first movie, but uh, we see Sandra Bullock returning to the uh this I wouldn't say franchise, but in this sequel as Gracie Hart. Um we don't see Benjamin Bratt or Michael Caine return, but we do see the return of uh oh what's her name? Uh the one who actually won Miss USA. Uh I'm looking for the Wikipedia, but I can't send the damn Wikipedia. Uh William Shatner returns. Okay, here she is. Uh Cheryl Rhodes played by Heather Burns. Uh, we also see Regina King coming into this film, and Dietrich Bader. Uh, people may know him from the Drew Carey show, and we also see Enrique Musarin. Well, I can't say his last name. <laughs> he plays a, a agent Jeff Foreman. Now, <clears throat> this film, like I said, uh, takes place right after the events of the first film. She, and by she I mean Gracie, is starting to be recognized in public. While she's doing her FBI job, and it leads her to not only basically put her and her team in danger, but you know the FBI, I guess, has been getting some bad publicity, so they come to this this idea of why don't we just make her the face of the FBI? And she's still that kind of like tomboyish, rough around the edges chick that we see in the first film. Uh, and then when we meet uh, Regina's character, uh, Sam Fuller, 
she's like this hot-headed, I can't work with nobody. I'm a, not a rogue agent, but like I'm a, I'm a badass. Almost like what Gracie was in the first film, but Regina's more like, like there's more fire to her. Like she gets transferred from Chicago because uh, she has like anger management issues. <clears throat> so sorry for that. And so, um, so yeah, so she, okay, so she gets teamed up with J, uh, Dietrich Bader's character, Joe Myers. He's like this uh, flamboyant gay um stylist basically uh so i guess i think it was like she said it was 10 months so within 10 months of when we see her in the beginning of the film until when the movie kind of starts taking place she's completely transformed from this oh my god i'm this rough around the edges kind of kick-ass agent i'm not really a girly girly barbie fbi barbie type of chick i'm an actual agent blah 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 to actual fbi barbie fbi barbie <clears throat> it's like she her character is completely different she's all about style she's doing beauty tips for her fans she's she wrote a book she's on a book tour she's on regis and kathy lee or regis and uh I think it was his wife. I can remember her name on uh, daytime, whatever the daytime show is. For those of you who don't know, it's what Kelly Ripa is the Kelly Ripa show. But this was in like the, 20 years ago because Regis, uh, did he die? I have to look that up. <laughs> now, now, now I'm going to have to look up because I don't think he is dead, but maybe he is. Hold on. Hold on one second. All right, y'all, I'm back. I just found out. Okay, so yeah, Regis Philbin did die in July of 2020. So, damn, that sucks. So, um, back to back to the episode. So, uh, now she's this completely different person uh, with little hints of who she was, like, in the first film. Uh, she uh, gets reunited on the Regis... Uh, Philbin show with uh, Cheryl and uh, Stan Fields, played by William Shatner and Heather Burns. They ultimately get kidnapped in Vegas, and um, that's what kind of sparks uh, Gracie into being like she has to be involved because that's her friend. Like she she saw her, she caught up with her for a little bit, and then um, the news of this kidnapping just really like. Okay, I have to find her. That like, like her, the mission, like her 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 last mission as an FBI. I don't know. Like, but she was determined because that's her front. So she goes to Vegas. The uh, FBI director there in the Vegas headquarters, played by Tre- uh, Treat Williams, uh, is a complete dick. All this almost like he just has wants nothing to do with her. She's. Uh, you know, oh, I get it. You're this hot shot face of the FBI, but bitch, you don't know nothing. You, you're not an FBI agent. Um, there she meets. They meet uh, Jeff Foreman, and at the same time, uh, Sam Fuller has just had enough of being uh, of working with Gracie, so she quits whatever that little book tour she was doing, doing interviews and whatnot, and then. Uh, uh, Harry McDonald, or played by Ernie Hudson, tells her, you know, this is your last shot. You're going to go with her to Vegas. 
you're going to watch your back. Or if you mess this up, I mean, we're done. Your career is over because nobody was going to work with you. She's actually helping you out by putting you to work because you, nobody wants to work with you. So she's just reluctant because she just doesn't like her. Ultimately, they come, you know, they, they butt heads. And it's kind of funny when they do butt heads. But uh, they actually become friends at the end. You know, it's almost like, uh, almost like, you know, like, uh, not a romantic coupling, but like, uh, okay, a buddy cop friendship kind of deal. You know, like uh, Riggs and Murtaugh. Really all crazy. So, uh, so they go to Vegas and uh, Jeff Foreman is like infatuated with his girlfriend, Janet. He talks about her constantly. Janet's played by Elizabeth Rome. She's all. She ultimately, this bitch is cheating on him with the director. Um, what's the director's name? Dude, it doesn't say. Damn it! But um, let me bring up the Wikipedia because you know I like to shoot from the hip, but at the same time, I have weird footsteps outside the hallway. Anyway, so uh, Treat Williams, but Walter Collins, so director Collins. Uh, Janet is knocking boots with the higher ups. And all of this whole time, Jeff is just like, oh, my, my Janet's so amazing. I love her. Do, 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 do. Um, they start to find clues. Now, the bad guys who actually kidnap, I'm about to burp, sorry, who actually kidnap the two uh, beauty pageant people is uh, I was actually um, caught off guard because... Um, it's played by Nick Offerman. Now, if you know who Nick Offerman is, you've seen him in Parks and Rec. You've seen him in other shows, other movies. A very funny guy. Um, trying to bring it up. He's a very oh, bigger fella. I don't know if he's lost some weight, but uh, in this film, okay, I'm bringing up his deal. He's in, um, like I said, Parks and Rec. He's in The Founder, that McDonald's movie. Uh, Oh, wow, he's in the Amazon original show, A League of Their Own, based on the movie, I'm assuming. So, long story short, uh, funny dude. Anyways, so he's played by, uh, he plays Carl Steele, and his brother is played by, his brother Lou Steele is played by Abraham Brenham, Ben Ruby, I'm sorry. And uh, so they kidnap him because they work for a loan shark. They find out, uh, it's just a long, crazy, uh, You when you think the movie's over, it's not really over because they're going through all these different things. Sandra Bullock dresses up like an old lady just to gain access to Stan's mother's uh, retirement home there in Vegas. Um, there's a fake dolly <laughs> involved. There's an actual real dolly chase. You think that she's chasing the fake uh, impersonator, but when she jumps on her and lands on her, it's actual Dolly Parton. I'm looking at the cast right here on the faces. There's a lot of people that, uh, I mean, it was 05, so a lot of places these uh, actors uh, would go to. Uh, Octavia Spencer's in this film. I see, uh, what's this one person? Oh, I just lost it. Man, I just had it. Where'd it go? Oh, there it goes. 
Alfred Crockett. Uh, if you've ever seen Haunted uh, Haunted House, no, what's that? Marlon Wayne's movie. Uh, what was it called? A Haunted House or a Haunting? It's that scary movie. He plays the hoodlum cousin. He's like, I don't give a fuck. Oh, man. I am losing my touch, y'all. I'm seriously losing my touch. I don't know what happened to this podcast. Maybe it's because I got a kid running in the hallway behind me. You can hear those. You can hear those little duck feet. <laughs> she does it right when I say, "Quit doing that. Go sit. Go with your. Go sleep. Sit with your mom." <laughs> I gotta soundproof the fuck out of this fucking room. Um. So yeah, like if you remember the first film, the first film was was I enjoyed. I remember watching that one, thinking, "Oh, this is funny as hell." How the hell is she going to be uh, a beauty pageant chick if she's like a huge, like just rough around the ages tomboy? In this film, I was just like, how the fuck is she like this now? A complete 180. And she's still kind of heartbroken because that's the thing. She was dating the Benjamin Bratz character, Eric Matthews. Well, he breaks up with her. So that's why she's that's why she takes on this new role as being the face of it, the FBI and all this other stuff. And then you see in the film how uh, it's still affecting her when she talks about it. And then she opens up with uh, with Fuller. We learn that Fuller's dad um, died when she was young, and then uh, Gracie's mother died also. Uh, I want to say they talked about it in the first film, but I don't know. But in this film, it's brought up that she 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 was an also an FBI agent. She died on the, on the on the job. Um, so at the end of the movie, they figure out who kidnapped who. Um, they go the two guys, the two Steel brothers, uh, used to do used to work for the Treasure Island Casino as pirates or something. So they still, I don't know how they still have access to the ship, but they still have access. So they take uh, Cheryl and Stan and they tire. They tie them up uh, in the in the the lower decks or whatever of the ship because in the show uh, the ship starts to sink and so that's how they're gonna quote unquote kill them. Uh, there's a there's a scene where they go to find the fake Dolly Parton, so they end up at a drag show, and so they're all dressed up. Sam's dressed up like a Tina Turner. Uh, Joel and, and Gracie are dressed up like showgirls. Uh, they have to perform in order to get access to the dressing room because it's uh, some kind of deal. Uh, so they have this huge number, and uh, so they make their way to the back. All I know is Dietrich Bader as Joel is fucking hilarious. He play Dietrich Bader, if you know anything about this dude, he is a Fucking hilarious. I highly recommend if you can find DVDs or some sort of streaming service that has the episodes of uh, the Drew Carey show. Oh my God, you don't know what you're missing. The Drew Carey show is freaking hilarious. It's silly off the wall. It, was, it came out on ABC um, in the late 90s and in early 2000s. It's. Uh, I would highly recommend if if you do find them somewhere streaming or whatever. It's the uh, oh the live improv improv episodes where if you remember back in the day, Drew Carey also did Whose Line Is It Anyway, 
And that was a whole improv show, taking ideas from the audience and whatnot, and just boom, boom, boom. Funny shit. Ryan Stiles, and, uh, who was also on the uh, Drew Carey show, he's on it. A bunch of other... Wayne Brady was in it. And so, yeah, do yourself a solid. Look for those episodes because they're fucking hilarious. And it's... Oh, I can't... Just trust me on it. Go check them out. Go find the YouTube clips, whatever. Uh, thank me later. So, uh, back to the movie. Uh, like I said, about the end of the show, end of the show, end of the movie, uh, Sam and uh, Gracie are sent back to the airport to be put on a plane to go back home twice. And then Foreman basically either doesn't change his mind. They just basically say, you know, fuck you. We can, we're going to solve this case. Uh, so twice <laughs> they, they go sent to the airport. They don't get on the plane. They go back. And, uh, and yeah, it's just, this movie, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's not bad. It's really not bad, but comparing it to the first film, yeah, the first film blows this motherfucker out of the water. Now, in looking for some kind of outside review stuff, I found one, uh, basically this review on the movie came out in 2005, by a 15-year-old, uh, I believe it, it's, it's his Margettis movie reviews, where he re- reviews his old childhood reviews of movies. So this is basically, he reviewed it in 05, and then like 15 years later, he reviews his review. And reading this is fucking hilarious, because he's just talking, he's just saying this is shit, this is, this is the worst movie ever, he's just shitting on it. Call it Lackluck calls Regina King Regina Hill, I think. I don't, let me make sure I didn't I didn't fuck me. Yeah, Regina King calls her Regina Hill. Um, but yeah, I mean, would I rec- of course? I mean, every time I say would I recommend a movie, I think there's only one movie I've said you you literally have to be shoot yourself in the foot to even want to watch watch the film. But most of the movies I review, I recommend. You know. I'm not one that's... I know some people, Everett, will say I shit on everything. I don't really shit on it. I just... I mean, when you compare... Like, the gimmick of the show is bad movie and good... Bad movies and good and good franchises. So, like, a bad sequel. Because um, I always go to... Batman and Robin is the worst of the first four Batman films. Not including Adam West's 96. Just... 89, 92, 95, 97. Batman and Robin sucked major balls. So that's the that's the gimmick here. That's what this podcast was all about. You know, what was the worst movie in a beloved franchise? Everybody loves the Indiana Jones franchise. So what's the first movie I reviewed was Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Since the podcast uh, started, I did, I think the second episode was on the all-female Ghostbusters film. They made, I think it was Afterlife. Afterlife came out last year or within the last year or so. And that's not bad. I haven't seen it yet, but that compared to the all-female cast, the all-female cast film gets shit on constantly. I don't know why, but I might have to go back and revisit that one. I don't know. 
But that's the gimmick. You know, what's the worst one of these films in this franchise that just doesn't isn't up to par with either the top one or the rest of them? You know what I mean? Like Thor Dark World compared to the first one and the last two. Well, I don't know. People have been shitting on Love and Thunder. I don't know why, but people have, have been saying that, oh, it's trying to be Ragnarok. I mean, just because it's directed by the same person doesn't mean it has to be at the same level. I mean, it can be a tad, maybe a notch lower or a notch above. But uh, I guess every, everybody, I mean, expectations are one thing. So, um, I mean, that's it. That's what I got on here on this uh, last episode for September. Um, I do, I do want to say one thing about this movie. It kind of sucks that they didn't bring back uh, Benjamin Bratt. Uh, but at the same time, I get it. Um, you would think Jeff Foreman would have been, oh, okay, well, he's in love with Janet. Well, Janet fucked him over. So, okay, maybe he's going to fall for for Gracie Hart. No. He ends up falling for or, or you would They make it seem like they're going to get together uh, with Cheryl, the Miss USA pageant winner. So... That was kind of cool. And then just the fact that he learned that his chick was banging his boss. Oh, shit. That's fucked up. That's like... And then the boss treats him like shit. Like, you know, like, you mother... You know what? Go get my coffee, bitch. I'm going to go finger fuck your girl in the closet. Or you go get me some motherfucking Dunkin' coffee. Or Starbucks or whatever. Um, yeah, that's... <laughs> so, like I said, I mean... I would recommend watching it. If you like the first one, you'll enjoy this one. But off the top of my head, what I didn't like about it was the fact that Gracie does a 180. Uh, she ultimately does go back. Like she does this whole montage where they're walking out and she's in her her little FBI suit with, with Fuller. And they do like, like almost like a nod to when she was a hot FBI Barbie in the first film when she was walking into the hangar or walking out of the hangar. So uh, that I guess yeah, it was okay. That was pretty cool, but uh, but yeah, it was good. Uh, William Shatner is funny in this one. Uh, I still can't believe William Shatner. How old is this motherfucker? And what kind of Regina? What do they call Regina Chrome? Baby blood? What the fuck that shit's called? He's like he's got to be up there at least ninety something. William Shatner pants. Well. 91 years of age. Holy shit. Damn, how old was fucking Leonard Nimoy when he died? And then, uh, what's her name passed away too? TJ Hooker. I gotta go back and watch the roast of William Shatner. That shit was funny. But uh, that's gonna be it, guys, for the episode. Um, Stay tuned for the outro. Peace. That is it, guys. That is the episode. I want to thank you again for checking it out. I want to remind everybody that coming up in the month of October, we're doing another month-long weekly drops, episode drops, uh, like I did last year. Going to ramp up some some, uh, horror movies, horror genres. If you remember... I'm not going to turn this into season six, not until March. So we're doing a whole year long season, whatever. 
um, in March I do the weekly anniversary deal and in October I figured you know what I'm trying to get to 100 and I want the 100th episode to drop on my birthday so you may get a few extra weekly episodes between now and then just to just to even it out maybe take a week off I don't know but um yeah I got like got a couple couple good episodes uh with some guests lined up uh I don't want to spoil anything just in case something happens but uh in October will I will be reviewing some movies with some previous guests and uh, I hope you enjoy them I know off the top of my head Leprechaun 2 uh, Blair Witch 2 and uh, oh what was the other one I was thinking about doing oh Jeepers Creepers Um, I haven't haven't picked out which uh, entry in the franchise for that one yet but just to give you a rundown of what to expect in the month of October I'm still ironing out some kinks here in the quote-unquote studio. Um, I don't know if you can tell, there is kind of an echo in the back. Uh, uh, I'm going to have to do uh, Hustle and Flow and put a bunch of uh, Coke soda coasters so it would uh, absorb some of this. uh, I don't know, for me it feels like an echo. It may not not be on y'all's end, but uh, yeah, off the top of my head, that's what's going to come up for... The next next month of uh, episode releases, uh, I did I made the mistake of I was gonna drop Leprechaun two for this week, but then I remembered why drop it a week before October when everybody's down for everybody's one everybody's in that state of mind for fall. Oh, it's fall! It's fall! I'm in Texas, so fall really doesn't happen like fall weather. It's going to be like 90 degrees until Halloween. So it's November. It's like spring and fall take like a week. And then it's straight winter and summer. So, um, so yeah, that's going to be it, guys. Um, I mean, best. That, okay, okay. Almost forgot. Now, the Teespring store. I had to. I realized. <clears throat> excuse me. I realized that the promo codes weren't really taking effect because I have the prices for each item at a certain low low end, I guess. Um, and so if, okay, perfect example, I had the t-shirts at $20. Now, if you use the promo code that give you half, uh, free shipping or 50% off, there was no actual profit for me on my end. So they... The uh, promo codes wouldn't basically wouldn't uh, take effect. So I went ahead and I went through all the prices and all the items and left them at the, I guess the default price that they give you when I uh, when you make an item on Teespring or Spring as they call it now. So yeah, so the promo codes off the top of my head. Let me see if I can bring up the store but off the top of my head I believe mask and flash are the promo codes but um they should be good to the end of the month that's mask and flash Alice was for last month so it's expired 
but yeah, I believe Mask Mask was free shipping and Flash was 15% off your order. So they should be good. And now, like I said, the prices are at the default price that they give you when you make an item on Teespring. So uh, right off the top of my head, t-shirts are like $24.99. Masks are at $14.99. Net gaiters are at $29.99. But uh, you use that promo code. It's going to kick some off of the total. You know, because I know shipping... I think it's shipping or the tax. Like the free shipping uh, will help because shipping costs whatever. Long story short, help a brother out. Buy a shirt. Buy a mask. You ain't got uh, you ain't got to buy a bunch of stuff, but the promo codes will help alleviate some of the uh, the uh, well, will help you in the, in, the, in the long run. So help a brother out. A brother help you out. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. There's one more. There's always one thing I always forget. After I press uh, stop on the recording device, I always remember something. But yeah, maybe I should start doing these outros with notepads. Fuck. (laughs) But uh, that's going to be it, guys. Again, I want to thank y'all so much for checking out the episode. Again, check out my link tree. The website is shutuppopcorn.com. The links for everything uh, is on the link tree that I have for the uh, for the uh, podcast uh, they've actually done some revamping on that so if you go to the my link tree it's going to have links for all all the uh, platforms that you can listen to Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Amazon and then um, the extra butter I haven't been plugging extra butter I haven't done a, uh, a new one since August I think I talked about Prey so uh, I do have an idea for an extra butter on the Elvis movie, but I have an idea to do it, and uh, I might knock that out this weekend or or, or in the coming weeks. So uh, be on the lookout for that. And again, if you ain't laughing, you ain't living. Peace. Take care of yourself and everybody you love. Nanu nanu.